You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 14 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I'm so excited to bring you an interview with Josh Benson. He is the worship leader at my church, and he is so talented vocally, and then also just the way he ushers in the Holy Spirit. and. Just worshiping under his leadership is such a powerful experience. And so I wanted to get him on today to hear his story of how he came to know the Lord and just how God has used this gift um, in his life and in the lives of others. So Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jess, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so, so much, it's an honor. You are welcome, it's an honor for me. So to get started, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and how you ended up doing what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <laughs> crazy story, how I came to know the Lord. I was I was a kid actually, and um, there was this thing called the Judgment House that they would take us to. Um, they, they took all of all our kids, like in our choir and our youth group, to this Judgment House, and they took us during Halloween. And it literally was like a a very scary play. It's where you kind of follow a family, and the family actually. Um, so you go from room to room, right? And the family, um, you follow them, and what ends up happening is the family dies in like a, a terrible accident. And then, and then what happens then is when the family passes, you follow half of them who get to go to heaven. You go there second, but then you have to go to hell first, right? So, oh. raw no. So you go like in this dark basement, and it's like speakers, and it's crazy loud, and it's it's just super scary. There's a lot of screaming and things like that. After they do that, they take you upstairs to the sanctuary. It's really cool. It's beautiful. It's nice, and you get to see Jesus, and Jesus is like hugging the family that made it. You know, the ones who are who are who are saved, who have salvation before they pass. And it's like after they after that, they send you in a room, and they're like, "Okay, kids." Who wants to go to heaven? <laughs> uh, me. <laughs> exactly. So, like, their salvation rate was like a hundred percent for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and um, that was the first time I actually ended up like getting saved. But um, that was more out of fear. Mm. Um, and what happened when I was fourteen years old? I actually, um, our choir director had had left the church um, to to do other things, and um, I could sing since I was a kid or whatever. And I, I back then I sung soprano, um, sung super high, <laughs> and um, and um, he um, he actually said, "Hey, I need you to just take over this thing." And it was this big choir of like sixty people. Average age was like 30, 40s. Here I am, this fourteen year old kid, you know, trying to you know lead all these adults and try to like earn their respect and things like that there we used to have like a bible study before rehearsal and um i was like so just so determined to make sure that i can gain their respect and lead them well and not let the choir fall off because the choir director left so i would study and study and study and through that studying i actually developed a real relationship with jesus Mm. and i remember in my room um at 15 years old um just just 
submitted my life to Jesus, just asking Jesus to come into my life. I made my decision that I want to be saved and I wanted to follow him for the rest of my life. So I made the decision by myself in my room and um, I've been trying my best to, to follow him ever since. <laughs> and um, that led me to um, what I do now. I actually um, have been singing almost my entire life. I started off in, with the boys choir and chorus and um, did that and wanted to be an R&B singer for a little while through high school and stuff like that while I was in the church, of course. And um, and through that, um, I just led worship at home um, in my church and led a church, the, uh, in a church, led worship at a church called New Spring that's in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, that's where I'm from. I'm from a little town called Pendleton, South Carolina. And um, I led there for a long time. And I also worked in the corporate world of Verizon Wireless. And I um, I, I was in a study group with, with some teenagers. I was helping my wife and I. We were in this group called The Meetup where we would do these Bible studies with, with youth and um, young adults as well. And just kind of help them, you know, kind of navigate through the Bible because the Bible can be kind of, you know, weird sometimes we you know things you may read and stuff like that you know so just kind of breaking down some of the stories and what some things meant and i i, I felt the call um to 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 pastor and to go full-time worship so just made a crazy decision I, I the lord the lord kind of showed me you know you, you take a step here and i'll take two steps for you so i worked in the corporate world of horizon wireless quit my job and told my wife hey trust me trust me um as i trust the lord and because she trusts the lord she did and um, we, we actually applied for this church called Forest Hill Church. Um, a friend of mine, Quentin, who I had grown up with, um, was, was already here and um, ended up getting the job here and was able to lead worship at our Fort Mill campus before I came to our South Park campus. And I've kind of been here ever since. Just it's been a great honor. It's I always tell people when they ask, like, you know, what the experience is with leading worship or if you get a compliment, it's like all this stuff is great. But it's, this is something that we don't have to do It's something that we absolutely get to do. Mm -hmm. So so when I say it's an honor, like I mean that every single day, every opportunity to be able to whether it's playing worship, whether it's sitting in meetings, trying to you know, find other ways to help people connect to Christ in different ways, singing songs, praying for people. It's all an honor to get to do. And so it, it's a great thing to feel like you're doing what you were born to do. So it's just, I'm incredibly blessed. And, oh, and <laughs> that is amazing. And just, you know, as you've been talking, a few questions come to mind. The first one, um, you know, you started with Jesus in kind of this place of fear from that, like, experience of that Halloween house or <laughs> which yeah. I've heard of those talked about on another podcast I listened to and they just sound they they're very intriguing to me like wow mm. you know but um anyway that's a whole side tangent um, but you start kind of in that place of fear and what has God revealed to you about his character you know as you grew in your relationship with him what things have stood out to you about who he really is Right. Um, that's, that's a great question. I, I think God has revealed to me that he is a gracious, loving, gentle God. And that, you know, the um, it was never a fear of the Lord in the judgment house. It was the fear of, I guess, damnation. Yeah. That, um, that was it was a scary thing. And that's still a scary thing for sure. But um, when it comes when it comes to my relationship with the God, with, with, with the Lord, it's, it's about relationship with him not wanting to be with him so you don't so, so you don't get in trouble or so you don't go to hell but because you know that this god of the universe is huge powerful god this bigger than anything we ever can imagine more powerful stronger than anything, anything we can ever imagine desires relationship with 
us, which is such a crazy thing to even wrap your head around that he desires relationship with us. Knowing when we're going to mess up, knowing that we're going to have falls and knowing that we're going to make all these mistakes, he even gives us grace to even like in my case, in your case, represent him, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, when it, when it comes to like, you know, a Christian podcast or leading worship that he sees all that and still chooses to love us. I, I, I always think about like, you know, like, like people like David or like even Peter, who was a fisherman and couldn't even really get that right. Couldn't get his regular job right as being a fisherman. And God says, you know, you know, you're, you're a fisherman for fish now, but I'll make you a fisherman of men later on. And like to, using someone who couldn't do the job that he was meant to do well and seeing his potential mm. and forming that and making him an incredible, incredible pastor for people. So God yeah. is, I don't know, I, I can't write words around it. He's just so, so awesome and so, so good and so, so gracious. And his character is just so sweet and so awesome that I just, I just, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, mm. so I, I, I lean into that joy in life. And I, I think about, you know, um, times the way he's shown himself so strong in my life, yeah. even when I didn't deserve it. And that, that, that kind of molds my perspective in worship, mm. you know, um, my perspective in life, my perspective as a husband to my wife, it molds everything in my life to where yeah. I try my best to make him the center of everything. And if you make him the center of everything, he continues to remind me through small victories and big victories that he is ever faithful, mm. ever loving, ever kind. And he will never, ever leave me. So that's enough for me. <laughs> yes. So what would you say to that person who's listening and is like, I, I want that. I want to know God that way. I want to experience God that way but you don't know what I've done or I don't know where to start. Like, mm. What would you say to that person? Oh man, I, I would say first, first realize that God, God's grace is sufficient. And that, and that he was the word from the very beginning that he knows us in and out and the things that you've done, he knew you were going to do before you did them. Yeah. And yet you're still breathing. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death but you're still alive. So if you're still alive, there's another opportunity to know him more. It's another opportunity to live in that grace. It's another opportunity to experience dynamic life through him. So I would encourage you to dig in and to learn more about him. And I promise you, if you learn more, if you read and you study, you learn more about who he is, it will be undeniable to you that he is good. I think I think some people some people um, learn or they read and, and sometimes they read the Bible to try to find ways to dispel what it says. But I think that um, I think that if you really really search with an open mind, God will reveal Himself and the Holy Spirit will intervene. And I just can't see how you can't have a relationship with a God that's that, that's that good that sees past your shame. You know, that sees past your faults, you know, your fears, anxieties, insecurities, all of that. Sees past it, all of it, and takes all those ashes and gives you beauty. But that is is, is a God that I I don't, there's no other God I would would rather serve for the rest of my life. Amen. Oh, that's so beautifully said. Yes, and I feel like that was for somebody out there who just needed to hear that for the first time or needed that Mm -hmm. reminder that like, Get back to the truth of who God is, yes, not who the world yes. says He is, not right. our own perceptions based on you know our fallen nature, mm. but who He truly is in His yes. Word. Yes, and there's power in that. 
So much power. So much power. Um, So, so, you know, speaking of his power, kind of focusing back on your life and what he's done in your life, what surprising doors do you feel like God has opened or what ways has he shown up for you in your story that have just blown you away? Oh man, uh, God's God's timing is amazing. His timing is incredible. Um, even landed me here at Forest Hill Church to where um, I, I I desired to be in full time ministry, but didn't know how, didn't know where. From a small town, Pendleton, South Carolina, um, to now in Charlotte, North Carolina, at, at this at this church, I, I never saw it coming. And um and I and I remember like even. Just to get to give a little bit of perspective, my job, I am a worship leader, but I'm also like um, lead over worship centrally as well. So there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of administrative factors to my job as well. Um, so with that, I remember being at Verizon Wireless and like in this corporate world and um, being really good at my job. But then feeling like, feeling like it was kind of crushing me, like I was in the wrong place, like almost feeling like I was dying inside and wondering, Lord, why am I here? You know, my desire is not to do this, you know, and then there's fear because of pay money was money was going great and things like that as well. It's like, what am I going to do? And it's and, and, and once I'm now in this job and I look at some of the administrative things and some of the things that come with the job itself, I said, wow, Lord, I needed to have I, I had to learn all these things first to prepare me for the season I'm in now. Yeah. And the season I'm in now is going to prepare me for the season that's coming. Mm. So his timing is wonderful. Um, in, in this season, of, of my wife and I have experienced so many blessings and built so many wonderful relationships. I was able to actually find my, my biological mother and family through um, um, Forest Hill Church by someone else who was auditioning for um, a worship leader position. That person there actually found her father through ancestry. I'd been trying to find my mom for years, had a whole bunch of dead ends, couldn't find her. Um, it's a crazy, gnarly story to where she didn't know my name. I didn't know her name, my legal name when I was an orphan. I was only an orphan for a year, so I was adopted. Just a, <laughs> another story can get a while. So I was adopted, and um, my orphan name was just Baby Boy Josh. Um, and then my, my parents adopted me. They put my father's name, Benjamin, in front of it. So Benjamin Joshua was my name. So she didn't know my name. I didn't know her name. And I I tried for years to find her and couldn't find her. And through this one connection I made with this, this one young lady who found her father, she encouraged me to get on ancestry and i end up finding my cousin who literally i live in i live here in fort mill he lives in indian land literally lives five minutes away from me and <laughs> and i found him through ancestry and he connected me to my mom in 15 minutes when i've been looking for years to try to find her and it's, it's like god your timing and i found her in a, i found her in a time where in my family to where i felt like and i think they would say this hopefully that, that i was needed as an older brother, as an older son and everything like that. Um, and she filled a void that I didn't even know I needed to fill because my parents have been amazing. Yeah. But it's just just to realize little stories like that to, to where God continues to show himself faithful through his timing to where sometimes we're expecting we're expecting God to do something right then and there or we have a desire for something to happen right then and there. And his answer isn't always no. Sometimes it's wait. And, and, and you go back, you can look at it in hindsight and say, wow, God, you, you're planning, you're timing, you're so skillful. Every intricate move you make in our lives, it's incredible to see it when you go back and look. So I, I always tell people when it comes to praising, sometimes one big prerequisite for me is just looking back at the past and looking at even, even the bad times, the times that hurt so much and looking like and just looking at how where God has brought us from those moments. Those moments of hurt, those moments of guilt, 
and shame and look to where we are now, even if we're not necessarily where we want to be yet. But to know that the transition is happening and we're nowhere where we used to be is a wonderful thing and a wonderful concept to me when I look at who God is and just just realize those small stories that, you know, those small victories that happen to each and every one of us every day. We've all got stories. We've all got crazy situations that happened that, that, you know, that would, that would shock people if we could tell our entire story and realizing that through all that stuff, we're still here and God has continued to bless us and love us Mm. in spite of that. So, yeah. Wow. And (laughs) that he's always like working a story of redemption, like Always. like bringing healing to that relationship with you and your mom, and now giving you, hopefully, you know, Lord willing, many many years still together. And Lord, wow, that that's amazing. Um, oh, I love that. So, <laughs> one thing I was hoping you'd be able to talk to us about too um, is kind of the purpose and design of worship. I know Mm -hmm. we talked about that in a recent series at church, and I just remember some things you shared in kind of in between songs and as you were preparing us for the message, and um, that there were many moments where I was like, I need to have him on the podcast. But it was like, when I was hearing you talk, I was like, oh, yes, I really need to make this a priority. Um, So I... I know that's kind of a vague question, but could you just kind of talk a little bit about like the purpose of worship and just worship in general in the life of a believer in you, mm. you know in your perspective and what you've learned through your years of of doing it? Yeah, I, I believe um, that when it comes to worship, we we all have our jobs and and careers or or families and stuff like that, but our our initial creation purpose was to worship God. Mm. That was our initial purpose was to worship him. And I think that and and past obedience, when it comes to an opportunity to connect with God in a real way, outside of like quiet time and things like that, also is to worship him. Because it's his desire. And and I think, and I think um when it comes to that, we sometimes can let our perspective on life, what we see, kind of dictate how we worship. And I don't think that's the way it can work. <laughs> I think when, it, when we worship, we have to look through God's eyes and realize, like we talked about earlier, who God is. Not, not necessarily he's done some great things for us. He has and will continue to do so. But not just what he's done, but who he is. That he is the one who has saved us. He is the one who created us. He is the almighty God. And we worship him no matter what life looks like. So my perspective on worship altogether and how I choose to worship is knowing that God inhabits the praises of his people and that worship is a right that we have. The Bible says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So, so, so what, so whether you're in the midst of whatever's going on in your life, you have the right to worship him. You have the responsibility to worship and praise him because he's good and he is God. So that that's kind of my perspective on that. And when I'm designing services, Every Sunday, I'm looking at that perspective as well to try to have an opportunity for someone to experience God in a different way. You know, whether it's a different style of a song, whether it's something that we can say, whether it's a teaching point to where we can put scripture along with it or even married to the message that's coming. 
being a way, just a way for people to be able to experience the Lord, whether it's through, because worship isn't just resolute to just singing. Worship is, 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 is giving, is sacrificing your time, your money. It's those difficult conversations that, 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 that you may not want to have with someone or someone you don't like, or even a people group that you don't even want to deal with at all. Mm-hmm. But knowing, but knowing that it's, it's God's desire that everyone knows him, that is worship, you know? So taking those opportunities just to kind of living the desires of God to me is worship. So I think it's all encompassing um, with that. So I know that's a long answer. <laughs> no, that's great. I yeah, love long answers. Yeah. <laughs> all of mine are going to be probably long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how I view it. I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe maybe I'm pie in the sky thinking So because I'm a very happy, joyous person. So my perspective is always kind of up there all the time or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, that's, that's really how I feel. Like, I, I guess like just looking back at what could have happened to me and looking back to where I, looking back to all the mistakes I've made and just look, just realizing how good God continues to be to me. Mm-hmm. I, people ask how I'm doing. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm more blessed than I deserve. Like just, I'm just so abundantly blessed. And it's not because of anything I did. Yeah. It's not because of any, it's not because of how good I am at singing or, you know, how good I am at picking songs or, or saying things. None of that. That's all a gift from the Lord. All of yeah. it is. You know, so even be able to do that is is a gift and a blessing. So I all I and it's it's simple. It's maybe oversimplified, but all I do is tap into that truth Mm -hmm. that everything that life itself is a gift. And if I don't feel like worshiping, if I don't feel like lifting my hands, if I don't feel like singing, if I think I'm too tired, I think about what Jesus did on the cross, knowing that God's justice is inescapable. Nothing and no one can escape God's justice, not even not even him. So he decided to die for our sins, take the place of us. Didn't feel like it. Bible says that he asked the Lord, take this cup from me. But if your will be done, I'll still do it. So if 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 the if the if the man we worship for dying our sin sins can do that, the least I can do is get up and lift my hands. The least I can do is sing with all I have. The least I can do is smile and tap into that truth. That's the least I can do. So that's my perspective on worship. (laughs) That's amazing. I love it. And it shifts the focus from me to him. And and that's the whole point. And then in his goodness, he still like uses it to refresh us and revive us and give us so much, even when yeah, we don't deserve it or it's not about us. He still is so good and gracious to give Absolutely. us what we need when we come to him. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. And that, you know, your life hasn't been easy, and yet you still have that perspective of complete blessing. Cause it's not about the circumstances you're in, it's just all about what God has done. Right. And it's good. It, that is so good. I love it. See, I knew I had to have you on. Everything you've said so far, I'm like, yes, if this isn't for someone out there, then it's for me. (laughs) And I'll take it. Um, So what would you say are some things that, maybe this is too personal, but I'm going to throw it out there. What would you say are some things that the Holy Spirit is working to transform in you right now? Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I would say I'm in this season now to where uh, feeling a call to do more in ministry as far as like, you know, 
speaking and, and teaching more, something that I got to do a little bit of um, on a small scale, sitting at a table with, with, with youth and teenagers and young adults. But like leaning into this platform, it's the platform, of, I guess, of church or big, big C church can be really, really huge. And, and if you're not careful, you can fall into your comfort zone. For me, I'm a, I'm a vocalist. Singing is kind of a thing that I that comes easy to me. You know, I don't have to like do a lot of work to be able to sing well, I guess you could say. Um, so with that now leaning into like, even with my team now to it's like, hey, I want to I want to make sure that, you know, I'm you guys pastor too. Mm. You know, yeah. and that, and that, you know, I'm not just the, the 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 worship leader, but I'm also the pastor. You know, along with Jason and Jonathan and everyone who's who's doing that there, but like leaning into that responsibility and filling that weight, and then this part right here, doing the work, yeah. the work that that comes with that. Um. So, and and the fear that come with that too, because I think when it comes to that, there's a big responsibility to know what you're talking about. And to not just be rambling or talking and things like that, I can I can be guilty of sometimes. <laughs> so, so it's like that's what the Holy Spirit I think is pushing me to a place now to where I have to be more bold in my speaking. I have to be more bold in what I proclaim, and I have to do the work to tie along with that. So that's that that requires way more effort sometimes, and, and sometimes, and, and it's, it's a level of discomfort. You know, when it comes to let me speak, not sing. Like I don't want music behind me. I can't. I can't just sing. I can't do a run around. So I have to make sure that I'm clear and concise, and 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 study and know what I'm talking about. And you do that anyway when it comes to being a worship leader. But it's deeper when you're actually like full on, full on teaching, lengthy times and things like that. There. So I'm I'm stepping into a new season that I, that I, that I'm a little afraid of, but I'm super encouraged to be. A, to, to be in because once again, there's a level of trust that the Lord gives you to do that. Mm-hmm. Even when you mess it up, sometimes it's the, the, the truth that he, that he's even trust you to do it yeah. is, is incredibly awesome, you know, and, and that his grace is there for that. So I'll lean to the truth that his grace is sufficient. I'll lean to the truth that I know that I, that there may be times I mess up and that I don't know what season that's going to lead me into when it comes to speaking and things like that. But I am so excited about what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So excited. So that's kind of where I am. That's amazing. So you being on this podcast and me forcing you to speak is it's, actually <laughs> it's, right, it's literally right on time. It's, it's right, right there. Time. It's right that, what the, you needed. That's the God's timing that I'm talking about. Because if, if you if you would ask me this probably a few months ago, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'll definitely come to your to your conference and like sing and stuff like that. I'll yeah. be there, you know. But the podcast, I'm not sure. So this this is this is a new uncharted territory for me. But it's it shows once again that God's timing is 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 incredible and and, and it's always right on time. So yeah, I'm thankful for you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Well, and what would you say to the person out there who's listening to and feels feels that shift of like God beginning to maybe take them to a new area, but it is scary and it they know it's going to be work and it does feel hard. And that's kind of, I don't know, they're, they're very hesitant and they're, they're kind of choosing not to step forward mm-hmm. yet. What would you have for them? I would say that God's way is always better. It's mm-hmm. always better. And that um, I think, I think that most things that, 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 that are good sometimes don't come easy. 
but I think they're always worth it. So it's worth it. Do the work. I promise you it will be worth it. And if you're feeling this pool, you're not sure, pray and ask the Lord to break your heart for what to do next. And even if you, and even if the whole journey isn't clear to where you don't even see the, the end of it, pray that he gives you the next few steps and make it clear, make it clear what those steps are. That's what it was for me. Like leaving, leaving my job to like do nothing because you don't have another job yet is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and then and going to your wife and saying, hey, baby, so listen, um, <laughs> I've been praying for a while now and I know this is what the Lord wants. Do you trust me? It's also sometimes a crazy thing to say, mm. you know, but I'm not telling anyone on the podcast to quit your job today. It's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying if you know that you're in this season of transitions and you feel it, the Holy Spirit is working in you and you feel it and you know it, lean into that. Pray and don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid because the Lord has you and he won't let you fall. Mm-hmm. You may feel like you're falling sometimes because you because sometimes your perspective may be, wait a minute, the change hasn't happened yet. That's sometimes how it works. But I promise you, you will look back and say every single bit of it, the fear, the, the, the loss here sometimes, it was all worth it because I needed that. It was necessary to get me where I am now. And what I'm going through right now will be necessary for what's coming to come. What's coming later on. Life is a series of next steps. Mm. It's a continuous series of next steps. And that's beautiful because God chooses to work with it, work with us this way because he knows us, yeah. each and every one of us so well. And he knows how we tick. So lean into that. Don't be afraid. Lean in, lean in, lean in. It will be worth it. Amen. I feel like I just keep saying amen. I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, preach. That's so good. Um, We are almost out of time. So I always end with the same question, which is, what did I miss? What final thought or word of encouragement or story do you want to leave our listeners with today? Oh, man. Wow, Holly. Um, I know. No no pressure or anything. Right. (laughs) If you know anything about anything about me, I think I would say to any worship leaders out there, always, rem, always remember that 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 God's gifts come without repentance. So you're gifted just because He's good, not because you're good. Mm-hmm. So 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 remember that and let that let that be your scope of how you interact with people. Yeah, let them see the man or the woman, not the performer. Mm-hmm. No, know, knowing that. Your talent is get the talent can get you somewhere, but it's your character that keeps you somewhere. Yeah. Remember that truth and just know that it's not about us, but Jesus is at the center. And if we remember that, things will work out like they should. They will. Be encouraged, knowing that God is good, that his mercy endureth forever and his truth is everlasting. Lean into that truth there. That's that's I know I, I know sometimes my thought process is maybe oversimplified for sure because <laughs> I'm just like a happy person. But the, I would just say, like, yeah, be encouraged. If, 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 you're, if you're feeling like you're in this, this weird season, this dark season and you've been there for a long time, I've been there. If, if, if you're feeling like if you're feeling like, you know, you've been super hurt, like even by the church or by family, I've been there. If you're feel, if you're feeling like no one cares, I've been there. And I'm here to tell you that there is glory after it. Your latter days will be greater. I promise you. Listen 
to what the Lord says, learn him, study him, read his word, show yourself approved by him, by learning about him, and it will all be worth it. Because you're alive, it's another opportunity. Don't quit, don't give up, continue to push forward. Yes, that is the perfect word to end on. Josh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Jess, for having me. I really, really appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. What an amazing episode with Josh. I just feel so privileged and honored to get to worship under his leadership every week. And if you would like to experience some of that goodness and um, just worship with Josh, you should check out my church, Forest Hill. If you're local to Charlotte, we have services at 9 a.m. and 11 every Sunday. And if you're not local, they do an excellent job streaming online, as most churches had to learn how to do during COVID. Um, so also services every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 online at foresthill.org. And I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, so definitely worth worth checking out on a Sunday. Um, even if you have your own home church, you know, maybe just pop in online and, you know, sit in to the worship one time. It'll be definitely worth your time. Um, so as Josh was talking, it brought to mind um, a talk I heard recently kind of about this idea, too, of of stepping out of our comfort zones. Josh talked a lot about that. And I heard a sermon recently from a speaker named Steve Carter, who came to our church to kind of give this like leadership summit, and it was excellent. Um, but he was talking from Acts 1.8, which says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And what I am learning and reminded of like daily, is that, you know, whenever you see locations and names in the Bible, it's super easy to just skip over them because they don't have a lot of context or significance to us. But often those will have very clear meanings in the context of the people who are listening um, to these words being spoken. And so this is being spoken to people in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is the comfort zone. It's the familiar. It's where they grew up. It's yeah, it's it's what you're comfortable with. It's your familiar place with people who know you, who are like you, who like you um, most of the time. So that's the comfort zone. And then Judea, so moving from Jerusalem to Judea would be the people that were often considered like less than, quote unquote, less than. And so moving to those people, and and Jesus is already there. Jesus is already with him, but we need to go where he is, and we need to go to those people. And to those people in Judea, Judea is their Jerusalem. It's their familiar place. And you may be the, the one from Judea, the one, you know, who is who they judge. Um you know, so building relationships and and getting over ourselves and realizing we are not the center of the universe um, and continually seeking where God is going and where He already is and joining Him in that mission to reach everybody. 
Um, and then Samaria. So the verse talks about Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria. And Samaria, um, the Samaritans were the people that um, the, the Israelites couldn't stand. They were considered like half-breeds. And Jesus flipped that whole notion on its head when he described them in a parable as the Good Samaritan, shifting the whole paradigm that, you know, these people that you judge, I view them through eyes of love. I value them. I see their worth. They are my created beings as well. Um, And then the ends of the earth, the people we have no desire to understand. And again, the people in the ends of the earth That's their Jerusalem, and you may be ends of the earth people to them. So it's like we all carry our own perspective, and yet we're all called to step out of our comfort zones and love people radically like Jesus did. And when the Holy Spirit like lives in us and dwells in us, it breaks our heart for the redemptive plan of God. And that's when we stop viewing people as less than or half-breeds or other or you know, beyond our understanding. And we view them as children of God, beloved, valued, cherished, worthy of hearing the gospel of Jesus. Um, And then we realize we are not the center, but we get to come along for the ride. And like Josh was saying um, in his interview, what a gift and a blessing it is that despite our sinful nature and despite all of our shortcomings, God in His graciousness still chooses to bring us along for the ride and use us and gift us with things that can be used for the good and glory of His kingdom. And it's all good. So we just need to make it a priority in our lives to encourage people, to call out the goodness in them, not for their performance or the things that they do, but call out the God that you see in them is um, the way that Steve Carter described it. I loved that. Remind people of who they are in God. See it and call it out. Call out the goodness of their character um, and surrender our own desires and be willing to step out of our comfort zones like Josh was encouraging us to do. So that is what I want to leave you with today. Um, and just encourage you to stay rooted in the Lord. And because that's where we get our strength. That's where we get the, the gumption to be able to take a step of faith when we continually focus on who He is and who we are in Him. So thank you for listening. I love you dearly. I pray for you every week um, for all of my listeners out there. So if there's anything specific I can be praying for, send me an email um, or you know comment on an Instagram post or send me a DM at Collected Ministries. Um, my email is jess at collectedministries.org, jess with one S. Um, so any of those ways are, you know, things that you can do to get a hold of me and I would love to hear from you so feel free to reach out anytime and I hope you're having a great week and I'll see you next time bye thank you for listening to the collected podcast please be sure to subscribe rate and review and if you like what you've heard we'd love it if you'd help spread the word check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday you can follow along on social media at collected ministries you can also find Jess at Jess Biondo If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate.
Reflected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.